Moses Moody, what are your thoughts on sitting on the bench? Both you and your 2021 draft class teammate, Jonathan Kaminga. How does it feel to sit there on the bench watching players who are not as good as you two lose another game for the Warriors? Oh, I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. This was entirely on the coaching staff. More of the same crap we've seen all season. It's getting tiring, folks. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And on YouTube, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked On Warriors and Hall of Famer Rick Barry, who's making a surprise visit. Rick, how are you doing, sir? Did you watch that debacle? Your reaction? Yeah, well, I was, uh, I'm up a little late right now, so it's about East Coast time, but um, yeah, I figured I'd watch it because I was really very pleased with the way the Warriors have been playing lately and said, wow, this would be so great if they can get this win going into the uh, all-star break. It would be great momentum, um, looking dangerous. Even the announcers and all were talking about the Warriors on the, on the pregame show and during the course of the game. And it looks like they have everything under control. And then, you know, Steve talking about its defense. It's been getting this there. And then all of a sudden they have a debacle in the fourth quarter. And I think what happened is when when uh, when Ty Lue got thrown out, the Warriors lost their focus a little bit. I think they thought they had the game won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to the credit of the of, uh, of of the Clippers, they really dug down and and made a concerted effort to get back in the game and started knocking down everything. And it was uh, it was disappointing to see, to be perfectly honest. And they really had they, even with all that craziness, they still had a chance. Steph misses the layup which was a big deal with a little over a minute or so to go. And then, I mean, they had to say it, but I mean, what was Clay thinking? I mean, you got, you have 39 seconds to go. It's a three point game. You go and you play tough defense. And that, that just, that made it very difficult for them. There's no question. And then they still had another shot at it. They give up another offensive rebound. And so they got themselves in trouble on that end. So well, and, and, just to, and just to provide context, Rick, for people who, who didn't watch the game were unfamiliar Clay Thompson, uh, with the Warriors down three, they score right. a bucket. He commits yeah, he a fouls. completely yeah. unnecessary foul on yeah. on Russell. Russ, thirty nine seconds left. Well, sorry, I just didn't need to. You make in three point game. You don't foul. I mean, no. You got if they used up the entire shot clock, you still got fifteen seconds left. The whole thing is you need to get a stop. And then here's the deal. I mean, it depends on how tough they played them. If they if they could go down and force them to take a bad shot or get a turnover, they actually have a two for one situation. Absolutely correct. Yeah. So anyway, the bottom line is, is that that everything that could have gone wrong seemed to go wrong from the end. And that's a shame, you know, with Steph shooting the hell out of the ball and putting on a, on a show. Um, very disappointing. So, yeah, I just thought I'd come on and just talk about yeah. it because it was so positive going into all-star break. And, and of course, 
I was worried about the fact that they were doing a little shorthanded. The Clippers are shorthanded, what they're thinking about. But my God, you want to talk about a team having two all-star type of players on their team. I mean, this, this team is so loaded. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Ballmer has got so much money. I guess it doesn't matter how much he's going to pay in luxury taxes. But, I mean, they have so many all-star players on this team. And to their credit, though, they they got a win that they shouldn't have gotten. And the Warriors should have had that victory. That That's one that can come back to haunt them. I mean, just when they made it into the playoff picture again after being down so far and having a nice winning streak going along and playing some good basketball, uh, they got one more shot. They got to turn it around, though. You know, I mean, yeah, they, and, and Rick, I don't know if you're aware of this or if and this goes for the audience, too. The Warriors actually have one more game before the All-Star right, break. Right. They got that, one uh, more game. To get things back again but again it's on the road you know and so they got to go and they fly up there and go play one more game against utah so hopefully they'll find a way to win that one and kind of resurrect things it's still a nice way to go in you know with this nice streak that they had going on would be six and one i think going into the into the all-star break and they'll be back in a position where they can know that they can have a chance to at least get into the playoffs uh, as far as the play-in situation goes but very positive stuff. You know, I'm so happy that Kaminga has been able to maintain a relatively, I think, I think a relatively good consistency uh, doing mm-hmm. stuff. I, I, I mean, with his athleticism stuff, I'd like to see him rebound more. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's so athletic and, you know, screen off the boards, keep your guys screen, then release and use your athleticism and go get some more rebounds and help out a little bit. That would be, that would be a big factor for them. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously Clay's still doing his struggling, and he still hasn't gotten his game back. Wiggins is showing some sign of life, you know, playing more consistently, fifteen a game, and you know, but he's not getting the same amount of minutes. So there's still a lot of time left for them to to survive this and hopefully get themselves back to where they can be in contention. Uh, but it's going to be difficult. There's a lot of good teams in the Western Conference. Really there are. And for some reason, the Clippers, it's always Norman Powell and Amir Coffey who ends up burning the Warriors. I, I, it's its just, it's a broken record that keeps well, playing. Powell I don't, was crazy it, in the fourth quarter. It absolutely is. Um, you, Rick, one thing that absolutely just bo- has bothered me to no end is, in my humble opinion, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but Kaminga, I think, has cemented himself as the second best player on this team. Yet, for the second game in a row, he didn't finish. And that that has to be messing with the psyche a little bit. It makes no damn sense. Uh, Kerr brought brought, brought uh, Clay Thompson in near the end of the game for Kaminga, and then Clay subsequently, you know, commits the you know the egregious mental error. What are your thoughts on that? I it's 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 bugging me. I don't know what you're what well, you're. Well, it's a very difficult find uh, line that that Steve's walking here. I mean, <laughs> seriously, he's kind of like on a tightrope. Uh, and if he were to fall, he can't go anywhere. He's got to just stay on that damn tightrope. It's hard. I mean, he's got two guys. You don't want to get, you know, Clay, who already has been sitting sometimes at the end of games, and everybody talked about how that is, and he was disappointed about it. But they have to accept the fact, and Clay was struggling some. So, I, I, oh, yeah. I, my thing is, is that you got to just say, hey, guys. If you're not ha- if you're not on your game, you know you're not. Gonna, I'm not going to use you to finish. I'm going with the guys that are playing best at that time. We have to accept that, right? This is about what we can do as a team. I'm not going to have to worry about whether you're going to be disappointed because I don't have you in the game and you think you should be in the game. That's a decision I have to make, and you have to stay with me. And you have to you have to buy into that, okay? 
You have to buy into that because it's not fair if someone's going along playing a little better than someone else and that person goes to the bench and you give the other guy a chance because you don't want him to be upset because you've done this to him before. I mean, that's bullshit. You, you can't do that. You just can't do that. You just have to be straightforward and honest. Simple. The guys that are playing best at the end of the game are going to finish the game. Yep. And and Stephen Curry, another wasted night uh, for a brilliant performance. 41 points in this game. He was 9 of 19 from beyond the arc. The first player, Rick, in NBA history uh, to, to hit seven or more three-pointers in now four straight games. It's absolutely remarkable. Rick, when you played in the in the 70s and early 80s and 60s, uh, they had no three-point line for a lot of your career. How well, would you I played, the have... ABA with, I played the ABA with some and had a few years at the end. I actually had I actually had the record for the most three-pointers in the game uh, late in my career when How I many? was playing. Yeah, I had eight for 12, I was. Bravo, sir. And, uh, gonna... and, but the thing is, is that I was not a great three-point shooter. I was working on getting better. I mean, I w- if I was playing today, I, wouldn't be, I would not be satisfied with myself personally if I wasn't a 40% shooter. And yeah. I mean, that's really good shooting. I mean, yeah. you got to really work at that because 33% is 50 in twos. Correct. People don't understand. 30% from threes is acceptable. Correct. 33% from th- from three-point range is shooting 50% from twos. Yes, sir. So people kind of lose track. Oh, 33%, he's not shooting very well. No, hell, he's shooting pretty damn good. That's 50 if he was shooting from two-point range. Everybody would be thrilled to have somebody shooting from 50%. You're, you're absolutely right. The game is different. It's, it's, it's totally different. They shoot more. And Steph could have even more records if he were to take more three-point shots. And if there's anybody that should be taking more, especially when he's on, it should be, it should be Steph. Let me think. I forget who was who was doing the announcement. It might have been Jefferson. I think was doing the announcing of the game. He said, "You know, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter in the history of the game from long Easily. distance. From long Easily. distance, yes, without question. There isn't anybody even close to him. Clay is out- outstanding, and they've had a number of other guys who have shot so well. But but there's something special. Did you ever see? Did you ever see him in the warm up video that they have before the game when he does this stuff and starts by throwing one up, you know, eight, 20 feet or more in the air and he makes it and he moves back and he moves back and he moves back and he makes it and he makes it and he makes it. Then he moves forward and moves forward, throws another one up from inside the free throw line and makes that too. That is, folks, I can't even adequately express my admiration and respect for someone who could do so. You know how hard most players can spend the rest of their lives out there, get on the court and never do that. Rick, I'm never going to forget when you and I were sitting uh, courtside during a, a pregame warmup shoot around and, and Steph was trying to hit threes using your underhanded granny yeah, yeah, style I free throw. Video. I still have that video when I was sitting there and I was trying to tell <laughs> that was awesome. what to do, but that was, that was, that was kind of cute of him. To do Rick, that. are you going to stick around for the show? I love, I have so much respect and admiration for him. Oh. I mean, one of my favorite players ever to watch play the game. Absolutely. Are you going to stick around for the whole show, or what's your? No, what's your I, I got to get to bed. I got to get up and do a bunch of stuff tomorrow. And you know, I, I didn't. I didn't hear that those three zeros were on my contract when I played. So I still actually work for a living. So I'm not full time and all, but I'm still out there working, trying try to make a couple of bucks so I can take care of my. You're hustling, Rick. Well. Well- because I never I heard that word million in my contract negotiation. <laughs> I know. I, I have sympathy for your generation. Yeah, well, I, let's, a... let's 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 just hope that the Warriors. I don't know if we need to pray to God for this and stuff. I mean, you know, say let's just keep everybody healthy. I'll pray for that. Keep everybody healthy. Let things keep going the way they're going because this is a much better path that they're on. 
and come away with a victory. Get that victory against Utah going into the All-Star break, and then we can have some fun talking about what they do. Absolutely. Uh, All-Star break. Yeah, and let's see some Trace Jackson Davis. I, I, I'm, I'm getting tired of these DNPs. That kid can play. He brings size. I don't get That's one of many things I don't understand, but um, I'm with you, Brick. All right. Have a thank great you. night. Any final thoughts before we go? Well, no. And everybody, of course, they can go to, you know, to ghostleaves.com, you know, medicaleaf.com, and also to allomd.com and put the code RB24 in there. Unbelievable products. I mean, I never played pickleball without my ghost sleeves on, my knee sleeves. And I, and you get a nice discount on it. And I use medicaleaf products and, go, and uh, also aloMD products uh, on a regular basis they're cannabinoid products no THC in them and all but I I I don't know my life just wouldn't be as enjoyable and plus I think without all of that stuff and folks every once in a while especially for the younger younger audience out there Google Rick Barry and admire the accomplishments that he did during his playing career you're one of the all-time greats sir and it's always a pleasure to have you on hey, well, let's I'm do this again soon I'm gonna actually be out I'll be at I'll be at the Nuggets game at the end of the month let's go I was yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna meet up with you for that game I haven't been to a game yet all year that's the game I'm definitely gonna come come join you for so we'll, let's I'll get in touch we'll figure I'll that be out. with uh, my son Scooter will be with me and I don't know nice. whether his, his beautiful wife Ruby will be there or not or, or, or his son but anyway I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that game because I'll see two of my favorite players ever I love the Joker and of course, when, when they're playing here, I'm rooting for Steph to play well and Always. beat the Nuggets. But uh, I, I just I love watching greatness. Okay, and I just have to say one thing. Sorry for you, 49ers fans. Oh, you know what? Purdy showed himself to be a hell of a quarterback. He did what he had to do. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it in. I mean, the, the great rush against him when he couldn't make that pass to try to get that touchdown in overtime. But he got him down for field goals. So he did what he needed to do. Yeah. You know, he didn't just you know, blow the opportunity. He did a nice job and it wasn't his fault. Jones came in there and, you know, damn near sacked him and he was almost able to get the ball to his receiver, but a nice job. My big question is, is that I was shocked to see at that stage of the game in overtime, how in the world did Kelsey get so wide open on that big play? Oh my gosh. It was unbelievable. Yeah. What a wave, what a wave of negative emotion. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hey, not to have the ball, everybody against it. You know what? If they had won the game, everybody just said, what a great call that was. They got the ball, put the pressure, you know, and that's where they use the word pressure. Put the pressure right there on Kansas City. They knew they had to try to score, you know, but I can understand people's philosophy. If you put, if here's the go, if you know that if you, if they don't get a touchdown, you can still tie the game with a field goal and you can win. So it, it is a little bit easier on you if they don't score, but you still have to stop them from scoring. But they thank played- God, thank God. God that they put the rule in finally after all these shares you know I've always talked about this I was incredulous when I saw that rule for all these years that they let NFL games come down to overtime when you may never touch the ball in overtime yeah. and lose a game that's the most ludicrous thing ever this is the rule that should have been in effect from day one and this is what they need to do to be honest with you what I'd love to see what they do in college that would be so exciting for the fans I love yeah. the college playoff yeah absolutely anyway, Sorry, 49ers fans, but, you know, you had a hell of a season and, you know, and, and Purdy's Purdy's a heck of a player. So there yes, you go. Is. But Mahomes yeah. is something. Hey, Mahomes, just like Steph Curry, is something special. <laughs> Rick, the I love Warriors. you, sir. Let's get let's get you back on the show soon. Have a great night. Thank you so much for jumping into on, on, on a last minute notice like this. It was Thank a pleasure. You. Absolutely. Bye. Bye, Rick. I love you. And that's the Hall of Famer, the legend himself. Uh, officially a top 50 NBA player uh, as recognized by the NBA, in my humble opinion, top 25, but I digress.
Uh, we're going to get into this debacle that was a Warriors game um, in just a moment. Let's uh, first give some love to our first sponsor for tonight, which is, oh, no, wrong thing. There we go. And that's our partners at eBay Motors. And look, folks, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the week. The five players he went with, Marvin Bagley the third, Oscar Thompson, Taylor Hendricks, Cody Martin, and Benedict Mather. And I'm going to go with Oscar Thompson, a player that the Warriors really wanted uh, in this year's draft before his value skyrocketed and, and, and kind of went out of their price range. The Pistons overhauled their roster, and we can only hope that Monty Williams, the East Coast version of Steve Kerr, will bump Osser back into a larger role. That is courtesy of Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, who's going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. The Locked On Podcast Network's launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app. I'm available on Threads. You can follow me there at Dog Wild. You can also follow the program there at Locked On Warriors. This was an absolutely brutal loss, in my humble opinion. The Warriors, as Rick said, were in control for most of this game. And then that disastrous fourth quarter happened. What happened in the fourth quarter exactly? Well, besides the fact that Steve Kerr decided to not play Jonathan Kaminga at the end, which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mentioned the fact that Trace Jackson Davis got a DNP makes no damn sense whatsoever, especially when you see Zubat just eating the Warriors up inside. You see Mason Plumley just hammering and abusing some Golden State Warriors players physically. I still can't get over th that that what he was pulling on uh, Brandon Pajemski there and that little scuffle they had. I mean, even though like there was no hard contact made, Plumlee's just hacking away at Brandon Pajemski, and the justification for that is what he was going for the ball. I saw someone in the chat mention the the double standards here, the hypocrisy of the fact that if if what if what Plumlee did was replicated by Draymond Green, we're talking two flagrant, a, a double flagrant kicked out of the game, suspensions, 
But no, Mason Plumlee is allowed to just whack away at Brandon Pajemski. That was just a, a ridiculous play. But regardless, in the fourth quarter, we saw no minutes from uh, from Trace Jackson Davis. We didn't see him at all. Um, but who struggled in the fourth quarter? Well, Andrew Wiggins. Zero points in the fourth quarter. Two personal fouls in the fourth quarter. A minus 17 net rating in the fourth quarter. Why wasn't Kaminga in the game at the end? I don't just make sense. I don't think I'm asking for too much from Steve Kerr. The West Coast version of Monty Williams. Make sense. Stop playing your favorites over the best players on your team. It is not rocket science. You're literally costing Stephen Curry another year of his prime because of your feelings for individuals. Because you're putting your gut instinct, which is failing you time and time and again, over logic. Make sense when you're in a position of power like the head coach of an NBA basketball team. It was absolutely ludicrous what happened tonight. Why is Jonathan Kaminga not finishing games? Why is Moses Moody only playing eight minutes? Make sense of that. Brandon Pajemski had a fantastic game. But I don't understand why Pajemski has Kerr's complete trust, but Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody don't. Why? Why doesn't Brandon, why isn't Trace Jackson Davis getting minutes? This is one of your only bigs on this team in a game where, again, Zubach is eating you up inside. Zubach, 13 points, 10 rebounds in this game, a plus 13 in net rating. Why is Trace Jackson Davis not playing? The Golden State Warriors, by the way, there's a lot of, of stuff here in terms of stats that was just very disappointing. And, and one of those is the Warriors now have six 15-point blown leads this year. That is tied for the NBA lead. You know who they're tied with? The San Antonio Spurs. Okay, you don't want to be tied with them for records with anything this year. The Spurs are one of the worst teams in the NBA. And the Warriors are in select company with the San Antonio Spurs with six games this year where they've led by 15 or more points and they went on to lose a Spurs team. That's 11 and 44. The Golden State Warriors, their biggest lead in this game tonight was again, 15 right on the mark. And they, they held on in terms of re like rebounding, although we're, so we're really learning this season that winning the rebounding battle doesn't translate consistently to wins. Uh, and they did lose the rebounding battle tonight, but it was just 48-47. Points in the paint is where the Warriors lost. 56-48. This was frustrating. We'll have some more in just a moment. If there's any sound to play, we'll play that, because I'm very curious to hear what Steve Kerr has to say. First up, though, let's give some love to our other sponsor for this evening, and that is Robinhood. And more specifically, Robinhood Retirement. 
Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you could sell it, have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this. Now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal information. Claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC is a member of SIPC and is a registered broker dealer. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. For the everydayers, we're right back at this tomorrow because, as we mentioned earlier in the show, the Warriors are making up that uh, early in the season road game in Utah due, due to uh, Dayon Milojevic's untimely tragic passing that resulted in the game being suspended. They're making up that game tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be back at it right then. The all-star break starts after that. Richard Jefferson uh, uh, hammered a point tonight, which I wholeheartedly agree with on the broadcast, on the ESPN side at least. And as I mentioned on the show previously, anytime the Warriors are on national TV and the game is not blacked out, I'm always watching the national broadcast. Not because they're better per se, but to get a different perspective. We're listening to Bob Fitzgerald and Clint Azbuki night in, night out for, for this 82-game season. So anytime there there's a national broadcast, I'm tuning to them just to hear something fresh, something different. And Richard Jefferson was hammering the point that of the of the importance of going into the All-Star break with momentum, going in with, with wins, uh, with, with a positive vibe. And that game tomorrow in Utah is going to be vitally important for that reason. So let's hope they pull it off. Let's hope maybe we see Trace Jackson Davis make an appearance again. Let's see... The coaching staff, remember who the second best player on this team is and not bench his ass at the end of the game. That is egregious. I just, I can't get over that. Um, I want to see, uh, I want to, let's see if there's any sound real fast uh, from the Warriors, whether it's from players, whether it's from uh, coaches. Here is Steve Kerr. Got some sound here, thankfully. Uh, talking about, the one thing that, in my humble opinion, and I've heard Steve Kerr say this as well, has been the key to this team turning things around. Now, you can point to Draymond Green coming back. You can point to his leadership, making things work with Kaminga, and especially Wiggins, who was struggling incredibly until recently. And side note, I know so, some of you are unhappy with me saying this. I'm not here to make you feel good about a certain players. I'm here to just speak truth. Wiggins still is not the Wiggins of 2022, all right? Over the last game, 10 games, he's averaging less than, than 15 points a game. That's on an all-star level. His defense is good. It's not great. He scored uh, 10 points tonight. 10. 
He was a minus nine in net rating. I, I don't, I, I don't understand why some people are still fixated on him. Like he's the Wiggins of old. I, I don't have faith in him. I don't. And I don't think this team is winning a title. If you're giving him huge minutes. Uh, the point I, I is with bringing him up is even though since Draymond Green has come back, the defense has improved considerably. Um, and that's the facet. That's the variable that has turned things around for this Golden State Warriors team. They're playing defense again, but that failed tonight. And here's Steve Kerr talking about that. Steve, what, what do you think happened defensively in the fourth quarter? They're giving up, I think, 42, 43 points. What, what, was, what was going on with your defense? Yeah, they picked us apart in the pick and roll, and we didn't adjust to it well enough. Um, you know, they got the ball into the pocket. Uh, Norm Powell got uh, several threes, you know, out of that, uh, you know, the, the pocket pass. Uh, and then we fouled them. I think they shot 15 free throws uh, in the fourth quarter, 37 for the game. So, um Thought we had a really good uh, first three quarters defensively. Um, for the most part, the third quarter was was uh, you know better. It was okay. Um, last couple minutes of the of the third, it felt like um, they got loose a little bit, and then they just dominated the fourth. It seemed like the offensive rebounds. I think they had six in the fourth. Also, yeah. they seemed pretty timely. How much did those kind of? Yeah, those hurt for sure. You know, when we did get stops, um, we just couldn't come up with the ball so disappointing because our defense has been uh, very good for the last uh, few weeks and we let our guard down you're absolutely right and um oh, it is frustrating it's absolutely frustrating um and you know again like I, I don't understand the eight minutes for moses moody i don't understand the trace jackson davis dnps now, here's the good news. There is a lot of pos- there is positives to come from this, even though the Warriors lost to a Clippers team that already did not have Kawhi Leonard that saw Paul George get fouled out with three minutes to play. And again, Amir Coffey and Norman Powell turn into all-star players every time they play the Warriors. I never understand that. But th- there were some things in here I liked. I loved seeing, for example, uh, I believe this was during a timeout in the third quarter. There was a clip of Stephen Curry coaching of Moses Moody. That is always endearing to me. That always warms my heart, whether it's Steph, whether it's Dre, those two sometimes take on this, this mentorship role with the younger players. And I absolutely love that. Stephen Curry, by the way, is averaging over 31 points per game in the month of February. That leads the NBA. And that stat is before tonight's 41 point game. Absolutely awesome. Now the Warriors in the standings, after tonight's loss, they, they likely have the 10 seed locked up, that which is phenomenal news. Now, pretty much, regard even if the Warriors slip back to the to the to the version we've been seeing for a lot of this year, and they end up playing 500 ball the rest of the season, they're going to get in as a nine or 10 seed. Now, what happens from there? Who knows? But right now, they're two games back of the Lakers, and incredibly, they're just four games back in the loss column. I wish I could say three. I was planning on that before that fourth quarter debacle, but they're still just four games back of the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans for the five seed. So the season is still very much up in play. And this is the news that might be the best news of all. For the rest of this season, for the remaining, what, 30 games they have left to play? Is that right? Yeah, 30 games left in the year. The Warriors are now on even 26 and 26. The Warriors have the third easiest schedule in the NBA. Fantastic. 
So there's still a lot to be optimistic about. I've said this before and I'll say it again. This roster has the talent. The talent is there. You just have to play the right players. Clay Thompson is not the right guy to play at the end of a game anymore if he's struggling. His numbers tonight, because I don't think we, we read this off actually, 4 of 14 from the field, not good. What's really not good is 1 of 9 from beyond the arc. If Clay Thompson is not hitting threes, his defense has already regressed. He cannot be finishing games just because Steve Kerr likes him. That's ludicrous. And regarding Kaminga, who didn't finish this game, much to my disappointment, Kaminga had 13 field goal attempts tonight. To put it in perspective, Stephen Curry had 31. If you want to know why Kaminga finished this game with 13 points and not, let's say, 20 or 25, it's because he's not shooting enough. It's, it's, it's because plays are not being designed. He's not, like, for some reason, when he had that streak of eight straight games scoring 20-plus points, they were feeding him the ball left and right. He was eating people up inside. The kid is selfless, all right? And by the way, Rick was saying how he, he liked to see his rebounding numbers go up a little more. He did have eight rebounds tonight. That's a good number. He also had six assists tonight. His 13 points came on six of 13 shooting. That's just shy of 50%. He did not have a bad game. He had two turnovers in 35 minutes. A lack of aggressiveness is not his issue. you got to feed him the ball and give him the confidence to know he's actually the number two guy on this team and not bench his ass at the end of a game. Ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, Jonah... Uh, Kuchowitz, you're absolutely correct. It seems like Kerr would rather play his favorites than constantly win and contend for another championship. I think he wants the championships, but I also think the dude has a massively huge ego. He thinks he's very smart. And when you have a big ego, and you're going to make decisions that in your head you think are right, and you're going to refuse to admit that you were wrong. Dude's very stubborn. I mean, keep in mind, if the Draymond catastrophe didn't happen this season where he's suspended and he's missing all these games, if Wiggins didn't turn into a shell of himself for a lot of the season, who knows if Kaminga's even playing right now? I mean, it, yeah, this this coach, I do not have faith in this coaching staff. I absolutely don't. Um, we're back at this tomorrow. I'm sorry. This this game is just frustrating. A lot of these games have been frustrating this year. This one definitely uh, is, is up there. I want to see some Trace Jackson Davis minutes. I want to see more than eight minutes from Moses Moody. I want to see Kaminga be a more of a focus of the offense. 13 field goal attempts is not enough. And let's see you win as they go into the all-star break, folks. We need it. We as fans, the team needs it as well. Thanks, everyone. Love you all. We'll be back at this soon. And I'm going to say quieter because some people complain about the yelling in their earbuds. Bye-bye.